because I think a lot of people are going through this, this kind of like multi-lineage, complex awakening, you know, mm -hmm. to these streams of energy and lineage, right? That we can't explain, but are present. And I think that creates some guilt as well. And it may bring up issues of appropriation, right? Where we're saying like, do I have a right to do this? Welcome to the Spirit Underground Podcast with Dharma teachers Spring Washam and Lama Rod Owens. These conversations will include topics on Black liberation theology, healing with plant-based medicine, indigenous wisdom, Buddhist-based meditation practices, and reconnecting to our ancestral knowledge. Together we will explore what freedom means individually, collectively, and spiritually. If you would like to support the Spirit Underground podcast, please visit the BeHereNowNetwork.com slash donate. Hi, everybody. Here we are back. Spirit Underground, conversations on liberation. Lama Rod, myself, Spring Washam. Okay, Lama Rod, we have some juicy topics today. Yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> All things liberation. And, you know, I think a lot of our conversations are trying to make sense. Mm -hmm. To make sense of what's sacred, to make sense of who we are, right. to make sense of our place in the world. Right. Um, so, yeah, maybe you can start sharing with some of your thoughts about this whole topic that we've both been kind of diving into lately. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and I have a lot of questions right now around indigeneity uh, and doing really deep ancestral work um, around trying to figure out what is indigenous and what feels like home to me as someone primarily, overwhelmingly, descendant from African people, as well as from enslaved people, right? As someone um, who is in this process of thinking about what it means to be a displaced indigenous person, mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. um, that forced, that was forcibly, my ancestors were forcibly displaced, Right, um, and brought to this land, you know. Um, and what does that mean in terms of trying to figure out what home is and indigeneity is? And what does it mean for me to participate in other indigenous practices and cultures, right, that I may not be descendant from, but still have a very strong connection to? Right. Mm -hmm. I think one of the things that I've struggled with is being someone who has very strong connections and ties to multiple indigenous practices and communities without being, I would say, biologically descendant 
from these communities, right? One of the things along these lines that you were actually very present for um, was this kind of reconnection to my Scottish ancestors and their folk magic traditions that started kind of flooding back. You know, and to put this into context, for many years, I've had a very strong connection to the UK. And for the past three or four years specifically, I've been called to do work in Scotland, you know. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I haven't, I, I, you know, work in the UK and travel to the UK two or three times a year, a year, right? But I can never make it to Scotland, for some reason, right? <laughs> but it's just always there. And then, you know, this past year, I was able to understand through practice, through ceremony, that I have these Scottish ancestors, right, who have been kind of making contact, asking me to go back to the land to practice, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um And as to how these Scottish ancestors kind of swirled into my ancestry is, is, is I think we can just assume (laughs) that, you know, my Scottish ancestry was not a consensual kind of entrance, you know, considering the agency of enslaved people's bodies, right? Um, So I don't know how that ancestry happened, but it's there. Right. And on top of that, I have some genetic testing <laughs> as well. To validate I, mean, that. So, I mean, it just goes to show, right? We're, yeah. we're, we're not these what these bodies always appear to be. You know, we're this you know. mix of heritage and culture. Yeah, it's, it's all of that. It's, it's a complexity. So all of this is all mixed up for me right now. Like indigeneity, <laughs> like what what is appropriate for me? Right. And then I'll I'll go a little further and say that, yeah, and I am also someone, you know, I I channel multiple, you know, uh, traditions, you know, and these traditions are offered to me within the spirit realm. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm connected to Native American indigenous culture, particularly Cherokee culture, because I am held by Cherokee elders in the spirit world, right? I can do a lot of different things because they teach me how to do that. I am not indigenous Cherokee, you know, descendants, right? But I hold these practices and these connections to the elders and to the grandmothers, right, who are always very strong with me. You know, I was taught to grow tobacco. I was taught to offer and practice the pipe. I was taught drumming. I was taught listening to the wind and to the land and to the trees. I was taught a lot of spirit walking through the native Mm -hmm. elders Mm -hmm. that have been holding me. You know, I am held in lodges, you know, um, within the spirit realm as well, which is wild, by the way. I understand it. You know, the like it's just like your spirit's sweat lodge with the elders, right? Yes. And that's that's an experience, you know. Um, and it's a really hard thing to talk about, right? When you're like, "Well, I'm not descended from 
Cherokee people, but like I, I hold these practices, you know, and express these practices, right? More and more these days, right? But not just the Cherokee elders, but, you know, my African ancestors, right? Who come out of, you know, um, just African religions of voodoo, voodoon, um, of Yoruba, right? Etha, mm-hmm. right? And those those deities, those practices are very strong with me as well. And then, I, of course, I hold the Buddhist tradition, Tibetan Buddhist, Southeast Asian traditions, right? Both Vedic <laughs> and Buddhist tantric <laughs> traditions. And those are very strong. Those practices, like Tibetan Buddhism was the, 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 the tradition that woke me up. It was like, oh, right. Um, and then, of course, another tradition of my enslaved ancestors of Black Christianity, right, of hoodoo, right, which are very strong in my practice as well. Did I name them? Did I name all of them? Um, There's probably some more. <laughs> I'm sure. I, yeah. You know? Um, and this this is just the complexity that I'm working with right now, and I, and I point this out because I think a lot of people are going through this this kind of like multi lineage, complex awakening, you know, mm-hmm. to these streams of energy and lineage, right? That we can't explain, but are present, and I think that creates some guilt as well, and it may bring up issues of appropriation, right? Where we're saying, like, do I have a right to do this, right? And of course, those are the same questions I used to ask until, like, I close my eyes, and then the grandmothers show up, the Cherokee grandmothers show up and say, you don't have a choice, <laughs> right? right? Like, you're not, we're not giving you a choice to accept this or not. Like, this is what you're doing. You're doing this because you already agreed to do it, Right, like, like the elders in, in a ceremony. Once the elders said, "We claim you." Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it was very definite. We claim you. I guess, like, yes. We don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, this is, this is other stuff. Doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> you know, and they were very, you know, and native, and my native ancestors. You know, are you know when I say Native ancestors in this context, my spiritual ancestors, right? They're just very present, right, with yes. me, as well as all of my other, both my biological ancestors and my spiritual ancestors, right, are very present with me all the time, right? So there's a kind of fluidity, a kind of like, um, an ease, I would say, this uh, awakening. For me, where I am able to translate multiple traditions at once and create new vocabulary, right, and language to hold this kind of integration. And I think in, in things, you know, people will see that very clearly. Like, I'm just like, I'm just, I'm weaving and braiding together multiple traditions and streams of energy simultaneously. Yeah, you definitely are. I, I, and it's what I think I understand this question, you know, as we weave in 
um, plant medicine into the conversation. And like for me, also understand, you know, Shipibo, you meeting yeah. me, the Shipibo tradition, it's like, yeah. it's my roots. Yeah. You know, it's not even a question, you know, from the moment I was connected, it was like, oh, this is, yeah, this is where I'm from. This is, you know, and, um, and I think that complexity is, uh, what are we doing with those, you know, mm-hmm. or where do, you know, we get, I think for me, we get accused of not honoring and are we, am I appropriating? You know, this is a question I know people have attacked me a little bit on social media. Like, mm-hmm. what is she doing by offering these retreats mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and leading the work, you know, mm-hmm. as a maestra, sort of channeling um, my lineage. I didn't have a choice with Shipibos. They, they, it was like, exactly. They claimed me. I was there. It was mm-hmm. like, oh, you're mm-hmm. back. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly where you're supposed to be yeah. for years. Yeah. And, um, and I guess the question is like, you're sitting with this complexity of this mm-hmm. integration of multiple indigenous lineages, right? Streams coming through. And, um, and I am as well. And I guess the question is mm-hmm. on top of that, here we are seeds of the diaspora. Mm-hmm. So we're outside of where our ancestors were for not just a hundred years, you mm-hmm. know, thousands, thousands. If you think about it, yeah. um, so who are we with these streams? How do we honor them? Because you're right. You're not the only one who feels these connections, no. who has these streams of the, you know, Lakota and the Sioux mm-hmm. and the Cherokee mm-hmm. and also Amazonian and also uh, Brazilian and African, you know, and here we are. So mm-hmm. Why is there so much suffering around this for yeah. our people right now, yeah. or guilt, or shame, or you know, people attacking each other, yeah. Yeah. accusations that you're you're doing it wrong, you're you're you've stolen something. Yeah, yeah. And I think for me, it my suffering has been a an intense fixation to who or what I think I am instead of allowing myself to wonder about the fluidity and the impermanence and the illusion of relative identity, you know? Relative so meaning your body, who you yeah, appear my body, to be. Yeah. You know, yeah, and You're how appearance. I'm shaped, right? Or shaped, you know, in terms, or named racially, like I'm a black, queer, male identified, you know, these, these kinds of labels. And I've mm-hmm. had to actually create or offer this fixation to identity a lot of space because I'm actually much more than black and queer or, and you know, whatever, right? I'm mm-hmm. actually this expression of emptiness itself as we all are, right? It's our true nature's expression of emptiness, space, you know, energy. And once I gave, you know, identity a lot of space and there's this other, the well, the space opened up to include everything else that was informing how I showed up in the world, right? Um, that we, you know, are these beings who have, you know, quite honestly, and I'll just say it, we've consciously incarnated for mm-hmm. many lifetimes in different forms, right? I 
And over these incarnations, we have connected and channeled and and been in and out of these energies and these cultures and communities, right? You know? Throughout time. Um, throughout time. Yeah. Right? These are our, our roots. Yeah. These are our ancestor yeah. roots. Yeah. You know, I've had many, many insights into all the kinds of identities that I've embodied, you know, over many lifetimes with the support of ayahuasca, right, and ceremony work, right? You know, this is just one expression of how I chose to show up in this life, right? And it's, you know, and it's quite clever, (laughs) you know, I would say, you know, like every, there's a, you know, like medicine ayahuasca helped me to understand that like nothing's random. There's nothing, there's nothing, you know, like it feels like there was a precision to how I've showed up in this life that's gotten me like under the radar to get into certain spaces to start like multiplying and awakening. (laughs) You know, um, yeah, it's like you're drawing it. You're drawing things to you, and that you've yeah. infiltrated, and you're you're like a magnet, right? Yeah, I'm like, mm-hmm. and these and these conversations are really hard because they're so abstract, right? They're so like complex, you know, as well. Like it's you know, this you know, a lot of this stuff is just really just like coming out of me you know, out loud for the first time, you know? So how do we bring it down? How do we, how do we, how do we get to the nitty gritty of it? Like what the rub, the suffering Mm -hmm. of, you know, the word appropriations everywhere, every is thrown in every direction from yoga to food, to um, clothes, to language, you know, and, and it, it's really a lot around ayahuasca and the ayahuasca world, yeah. you know, yeah. plant medicine. And yeah. I've thrown it around to a lot of people too. Look, look at these yeah. people, you know, and now, now it comes back at me. Look at her. What is she doing? You know, and I wonder, you know, I've already, yeah. you know, if I go out more and include more of the streams, yeah. Black liberation theology now, really yeah. a core yeah. Right. And I think always the first thing we have to put onto the table is anti-blackness. You know, where like mm. black people are limited to certain spaces and certain practices. This is what black people do. To right. each other, our culture well, kind of. What we do to each other, but like this is like we we can step out and look at like white, you know, white supremacist, colonialist, you know, views and gazes and say that like white supremacy puts us into boxes and categories and says, okay, this is what black people do. You know, for instance, like black people are Christian, Right, all black people. Here's your God, yeah. Yeah, black, all black people come to the black church. All black people are athletes. All black people can sing. You know, just like stereotypes, right? But these stereotypes mm-hmm. are ways that we get fixed to certain places, and so when we move outside of those places that we've been put, 
then there's this kind of confusion. But that confusion really ends up being erasure. Like we get erased, Mm. you know? Um, Like because white supremacist culture actually doesn't know how to see Black people who aren't put into their place, who, who who don't stay in their place, right? Because the place is the only way that we can like relate to you. But when you leave that place, who are you? What are you? What is a Black Buddhist? Like that's still a hard thing for people to wrap their minds around. Right. You're like you know? an anomaly or you're, you're, intra- you're exotic. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, exoticism, <laughs> you know. And when I came into Tibetan Buddhism and when I became a Lama, people literally, you know, were like, I've never met a Black Lama before. You know, um, I don't think I've met a Black Lama. <laughs> I have not met a Black Lama. <laughs> I met a Black monk, but I've never met a Lama. Right, monk like someone training. who's like, like I'm like Black identified. Yeah. Right, Lama-like. And this is, I, you know, there are people who identify as being of African descent, but not necessarily identify as Black. You know, you know, which is a little different, right? Like I, I'm located within this expression of blackness that is informed by many different factors, you know, both cultural, historical, social, and so forth. Um, but again, I say all of that, and I also have to say that I'm not fixated to those identity locations, right? These are just yes. expressions of energy, you know, of and, energy, yeah. Right, and I have to keep relating to it as energy, not as something that's fixed and permanent. I can say I'm black, but I also know that blackness doesn't exist, and so there's a lot of space for me to become what I need to become in order to help people. Right, so we go back to this conversation around appropriation. I think that the key thing for me was. You know the two, well two key, key oh, excuse me two key things for me is one who gave me permission right and secondly mm. am I honoring and embodying the ethics and values and the deep practices of the tradition that I'm relating to and taking on you know right and who decides that yeah. Right. Who's the governing body that says this is not happening? This is yeah. happening. You're honoring it. You don't. You're dishonoring it. You yeah. know, because nobody can really know from the outside. Yeah. You know what what is happening. But I think you're on to something. I want to back up for one second. That you know, we're put in our place. You know, if we think about the the programming. You know, black people, mm-hmm. you, you're put in your place, right? This is yeah. who you are. You're defined, right? And everybody from Harriet Tubman broke out yeah. of the, the box of the, uh, being in a female form right. as mm-hmm. a general, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this was like mind blowing, mm-hmm. you know, an emanation of Moses in a female form. This is, mm-hmm. this is out of the box. So I'm with you on this. So, so what we're talking about here is when we're talking about these conversations on liberation, we're asking people to start to understand their energy and who they are in a much broader awakened state. We are multiple streams of either wisdom or cruelty or whatever it is your stream is. We are multiple. It happens with us that we are connecting to these 
spirit sweat lodges and underground parties in the Mm -hmm. spirit world or Mm -hmm. gatherings, you know, where we're connecting. But I think that that's, I think the conversation for me with you is like, we're so much more Mm -hmm. and, um, something that that's like the suffering at the Mm -hmm. heart of it. We don't see, we see ourselves as separate from that Mm -hmm. all the time. And then we put the boxes back on ourselves, right? We're always putting ourselves back in the, we close our own doors. We're the ones at this point now we're oppressing ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. By not understanding something Mm -hmm. here fundamentally that you're pointing to about, you know, you're more than this, you know, queer black man Mm -hmm. from Georgia. Mm -hmm. You're more than what's on the paper. Right. Right. You're not your driver's license. Mm-hmm. And I'm more than what people see. You're more than what people see, right? You're more than assumptions, right? Which is how I like move through the world. Like you just don't expect certain things from me, right? You know, um, until I open my mouth, until you see me in another context, until you read something, right? Or look at my platform, like, then you say, oh, okay, this guy is, like, doing a whole bunch of stuff, right? Um, and that's okay, right? I, I don't have so much struggle around my complexity anymore because I'm much more at home in it. Like, it's right. other people's <laughs> issue, right? <laughs> Like, I'm it's okay. always the world, right? <laughs> you know, like every day is something different. Yeah, right? yeah. It's like I'm being called, you know, you know, some days I'm being called to pray to Dumavatima, right? Who, you know, who's a mother, right, within the Hindu Vedic tradition, you know, of mourning. You know, she's the crone, right? And I feel very close to her. And then other days, you know, I am you know, with um, Oshun, like with Mother Oshun, right? Like praying to Mother Oshun, going to the water, right? And then Pink Mahakala, let's not forget that. Pink (laughs) Mahakala, which I am willing to imagine into existence, (laughs) right? And then there's Mary Magdalene and Christ, like who I'm also very close to, you know? like, And it's just like, oh yeah, fine. You know, then there's always Tara, and then there's always right, all these different yeah. ancestors, and then there. Yeah. But you know, people are scared of this, though, right? Yeah. They get scared because so much of our identity is about the small, the yeah. cling on to, you know, one lineage, one practice, one. And we are in this interesting time in our culture yeah. where we're opening up. Yeah. Right, we're opening up, and we're sort of living in a country that we have access to all of these modalities, all of these teachings, you have access to all that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's in you and you could go any moment and pick up a different book and read all about it, right? This is like mm-hmm. where we are now with information. Yeah. And, um, but it seems to scare people when they, when they hear about other people holding this complexity. I feel like the overlay is you're, you're doing something wrong. You're dangerous with that. Yeah. You're dangerous, you're ungrounded, or you're yeah. confused or possessed. Like there's kind of an overlay of you something's wrong. I, I don't know. Sometimes I maybe that's just like it's an old box that we're breaking out of and people can mm-hmm. appreciate it. But then when yeah. somebody usually shows up with these dreams, they're attacked. Yeah. 
yeah. right? One day they're talking about the Lakotas. The next day they're mm-hmm. leading mm-hmm. an ayahuasca ceremony, channeling Shipibo Icaros. Mm-hmm. The next day they're, right. you know, singing about Dr. King. You know, then yeah. people, people want to get frustrated by that. Somehow it frustrates something or they're yeah. confused. Well, it's ambiguity. Like it's, what do we trust? How do we name this? What is this called? And like, we we create safety for ourselves by creating the boundaries and the categories, right? And when you transgress, then we get really uncomfortable. We feel really unsafe, right? Because I think transgression, other people's transgression creates a mirror. It's a mirroring effect, mirroring back to us something that we don't want to deal with about ourselves, Right. And I often say that, like, this is, you know, so much at the heart of the violence against the transgender community, right? Yes, I'm thinking that. Yeah, it's just like when you begin to, like, blur the lines. And there's also, you know, of course, my relationship to queerness as well. Is like when you begin to blur and, and move out of these categories, Right, mm-hmm. then people people don't know how to relate to you. And so of, of course, you know, the the basic place that we go when we can't relate is is into fear. And then violence also. And then right? violence. And once we start if we can't hold that fear, then we start reacting. And that reactivity, yeah, it's violence. It's it's like we need to put you back in your place. So that we right? feel calm and comfortable yeah. and we don't have to deal with our confusion. Yeah, yeah, and I don't have to deal with my own, like, my own sadness, right? Well, my sadness and my longing to also transgress, you know, because there's a lot of work that goes into, like, moving out of the places that we've been put and saying, I'm going to embody my most authentic self. Right, because who we are, yeah, who we are, and then we have to hold the retaliation, right, against you know embodying who we really are because it doesn't line up with these social constructs of what is acceptable. Of course, acceptability is about rigidity and you know categories and labeling, right? When you throw those labels out and you say, you know, I'm not Buddhist or I'm not Christian. I'm just like expanding and connecting, becoming aware of the multiple streams of Mm -hmm. energies and intelligence and wisdom that that I'm connecting to. Like you lose the language and you just start being, right? Yeah. And it's like all these lineages, I think once we, you know, break out of the spell a bit, like this joy that comes from this reconnection to those those mm-hmm. lineages for many people. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad we're having this conversation um, because there is a joy in remembering and connecting to our, ultimately it's our higher nature. It's our true nature. We're not, mm-hmm. you know, our driver's license. We're not mm-hmm. just this, you know, it's not our identity. You right. know? I just use that as an example because people ask mm-hmm. for that. Who are you here? <laughs> You know, and then we get fixated. We get stuck on that ourselves, right? Um, But I do feel like there's this movement, especially Black and Brown people, Um, pulling out, reaching out, filling their streams. Rather, it's gender. Rather, it's mm -hmm. um, the fluidity of your sexuality. Mm -hmm. Rather, it's your connection to these 
indigenous other mm-hmm. cultures mm-hmm. like there is this like feels like reaching out um to connect to that wisdom mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Absolutely. we need to embrace this right mm-hmm. on some level and not sort of attack each other or try to put each other back in the box right. or try to say you're not worthy of that that's mm-hmm. not who you are yeah, you're not but to legit. say that's that's not who you are, you know, that's not your people. I mean, how does anyone well, know what our people are? We're the diet, we're the scattered well, seed. Well, you, you know, know uh, when I was growing up, you know, the line was always, "Well, black people don't do that," and I tended to always do things that black people didn't do. I wouldn't be here if I like adhered to those boundaries. Like I, I have often done things where I haven't seen myself reflected. Right. And that never slowed me down because I always felt I belonged. Like when, you know, when I converted to Buddhism, you know, started hanging out in sanghas, like, yeah, I was the only black person there, you know, often the only person of color, period, there. But I never had this thought that I didn't belong here. Like I was like always sure that I belonged here. And that wasn't something that I manufactured, it was something that was natural. I didn't sit around yeah. thinking about, Wanting to like diversify, <laughs> like, yeah. You were no. just like, here's my card. I, I'm sitting down. Yeah, I'm a yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, don't have to question it. <laughs> you know, I want to meditate. Where's the meditation sit? Okay, let's go. Yeah, that was know? never like a, or and you never felt like you gave up your blackness too. No. You sort of no. held both with like, I'm this who I am, and yeah, I'm sitting down. We're gonna practice. Let's do this. And why I would think a lot of like convert white Buddhists would love for me to give up some blackness. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you would never do that. I just feel like even in that, in that piece, like it's, I am becoming more myself. Right. You know, and the more I become myself, the more, the less seriously I consider myself at the same time. If that makes sense. Like, it's well, like, it's less fixated, right? It's less it's the, fixated. Yeah, it's not the one. It's like, it, yeah, it's hard to grab a stream of yeah. multiple streams. You can't, yeah. you know, you're just kind of have to be with them. You can't yeah. hold on and make a, a sense of really strong identity around any yeah. one of them. Yeah. I feel very eccentric, right? And I think you're going to get <laughs> you are. Work. Which is so great, though. I mean, yeah, I have Beyonce behind me. I have Ganesh. I have Golden Girls behind me. I have a Harriet Tubman candle. Like, it's just, you should see my house. It's just full of like all of these symbols and I, you know, iconography and representations from all these lineages of energies and and traditions Mm -hmm. that like I'm just like connected to, right? And I think that like, you know, I've seen like really eccentric out there spiritual teachers who are just like, oh my God, you know, why are you like this? Like the leader, you know, the founder of one of my traditions, oh, another tradition I forgot to mention, um, of, of Kashi, which is a yoga tradition that I study mm-hmm. in, which has been transformative mm-hmm. for me, was founded by um, a, a female teacher named um, uh, Ma Masati. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Bhagavati, right? And and she was this Irish, like white woman who was born in Coney Island, in Brooklyn, right? 
you know, and just started awakening when she in her adulthood and became this guru, you know, and founded this lineage. And she was completely out there. Like she was like Brooklyn. Like she was like, right, I got you. you know, she was like hair, nails, jewelry, outfits, makeup, right? But she could take you to God. Mm-hmm. You know, and I never knew her in this life. I didn't start coming into the lineage until a couple of years after she passed. But I can listen to recordings of her teachings and she takes me right to the mother. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's like that's cool. So beautiful, these expressions yeah. of freedom. Yeah. And and so we have to get out of our way and allow yeah. ourselves to open these channels within ourselves. Yeah. What I'm feeling yeah. is like, how do our people trust that it's okay? Because part of the colonization is you better get in your place or you're dead. And you know what I mean? You better... Yeah. This is like, for, it was like life and death, right? If you're yeah, not in your yeah, box. Exactly. And also other places in the world, mm-hmm. it's not like this, you know? Mm-hmm. Other cultures and other, um, you know, even in Africa on the continent, mm-hmm. it's a heavy, you're in a certain, mm-hmm. you're in a certain religion, your gender, this is it. Your death is to go outside of that, ridicule, mm-hmm. shame. Mm-hmm. So to awaken, yeah. we do have to go beyond this. Yeah, yeah. And my obligation is to the elders and the deities mm-hmm. of the traditions. That's who I'm in relationship with. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I do what they ask me to do to honor the tradition. Yeah. Right. And to honor the teachings and the practices that they're offering me. Right. That's who I'm concerned with. That's who are, yeah, that's who we're talking to. That's who we're respecting. That's who we're getting information from. That's where we're taking our notes from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And our, what people are saying. Yeah. Yeah, And our command is to love, right? To free people, to, in Kashi, we say feed everyone, right? Feed everyone, help everyone, care for everyone. You know, um, get people free, uh, you know, as, as we say in the spirit underground, it's like our obligation is to free our people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the, what is it? That's the, we would say in, in Tibetan Buddhism, the Samaya that Mm -hmm. we take, which is a vow or oath, right? So that's the oath. Like, and this has happened multiple times when I've entered into streams of practices and energies you know, it's like, if you accept this, this is what you're going to have to do. It's the same thing with, with Harriet, right? With Mother Harriet. Like, if you do spirit underground work, then you are committed to liberation for the rest of this life. You know? Yes. And you're committed to listening yeah. to that ancestor council. Exactly. You're committed to, to exactly. serving it and yeah. to then, yes, and then, you know, being committed to service to humanity, to helping other people get free. Yeah. Yeah. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would you like to get off your chest right now? Are you feeling lonely, unappreciated, or misunderstood? When you keep these feelings bottled up, they can affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and work through whatever is weighing you down. 
It's a great way to increase your self-awareness, change negative thought patterns, and more. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Be Here Now today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Be Here Now. I mean, these are just really important conversations. I mean, I keep trying to bring it down to the heart of this message. And yeah. because people are listening, like, what are the takeaways that they yeah. can see, like, to understand? You know, I'm trying to imagine somebody listening mm-hmm. and like, you're more. You're not mm-hmm. one stream, you're a hundred of beautiful, and, and these streams have wisdom. When we start awakening, exactly. we are tapping into this other consciousness mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. helpful, that is elevating, that is mm-hmm. loving, sometimes mm-hmm. commanding. Yes. Harriet, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Harriet's like, yeah, you got to do some things here, mm-hmm. you know, but that's like mm-hmm. you would do that with any benevolent teacher that exactly. ask you to work. They're going to exactly. ask you to do your work. You know, yeah. and that's really what they're asking us to do, aren't they? Do yeah. your work and yeah. then do the work of helping other people do their work. And that's your work is helping that's them, you know, so yeah. that's the commitment. Yeah. I just, you know, I just can't do fundamentalism anymore. <laughs> I know. It's, so, like, it's so, it just feels so outdated, you know, watched mm-hmm. in the world and like, really? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people are being locked in their houses right now or yeah. getting the flu. I mean, it's just crazy what's happening in our world, though. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's the rigidity in the mind. But like we, like we, have to embody this fluidity now that says mm-hmm. that like we're both physical beings, but we're also spirit beings and energy beings, and we can hold both of these realms together. Right. And this body, and it's not going to look like anything that's come before. Right. Um, and to respect it, to respect, respect yeah. this in one another. Yeah. You know, to respect yeah. the stream that someone else is channeling instead of attacking yeah. them or saying it should be different. Yeah. You know, as long as this person has a good heart and they're in service, yeah. you know, they're not harming their people, they're in service of it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I, you know, I respect the spirit world. I respect oh, my yeah. ancestors, right? You know, I, we don't, we don't always agree on the course of that. <laughs> right? We don't always agree on the mission at hand. Yeah, at moment, like, but. <laughs> sometimes it takes some discernment for us to get on the same page, you know, you know, sometimes they're pulling <laughs> me and sometimes I'm pulling them, but like, this is a collaborative mm-hmm. effort, right? That, that, is complex and it doesn't look it doesn't look like what people want it to look like, right? Because it's what do always they want it to look like what they've just been? clear, like clear and definite and precise. Yeah, there's only like, one road, and this is it. Yeah, like That's when the you believe mm-hmm. you agree to do things, like you may not know why you're doing it. Like I have done so many things that seem random. But the message is, just do it. Just do it. Like, you don't understand it, but just do it. Trust us. Right? You know? Um, And that's what you commit to because you're committing to beings who have a larger view and perspective of what's happening than you may have in the moment. 
And so I commit myself to their sight, their insight, their wisdom, right? And I just say, okay, I'm just going to do this. Yeah, you know, they really I, are seeing the macro level of consciousness here. We're yeah. the micro. They're the. <laughs> you know, they. Yeah. You know, I get woken up at you know, you know, these days pretty early, and I'm told to do things like go outside and offer, go outside and pray, right? <laughs> you know, whatever it may be. Go and light this candle, and here's the prayer for you to recite as you like. I mean, it's just like how it is, right? And that's authentic. Right. You know, that's, and that's something that's hard for people to trust, you know, because it's, it's like, okay, who am I really talking to? Because quite honestly, <laughs> like, you can definitely be getting some instruction from darker forces. Well, look what's happening. Obviously, that's <laughs> like, people are listening to those voices. I mean, they're exactly. acting on it. This is real. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, I, I just help, you know, I just encourage people to pray for light. Right, yes. to open to the light. Open to the light. You know, pray, pray to be surrounded by beings who love you, who want who are trying to protect you, who want you to to be well and happy and healthy. Like make that prayer as much as possible. Yes. You know, and trust like, that no light being will ever yeah. lead you to harming another being, will yeah. never tell you to that's yeah. a danger right there. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're starting getting mm-hmm. messages of harming others, that's not. Mm-hmm. You're on the wrong mm-hmm. road. Wrong you, road. Yeah. Wrong road. If you have, exactly. If you have a being showing up in front of you and you have doubts, just you demand that they reveal their true self. Mm-hmm. Like, who are you? And you keep doing it. You know, sometimes the, the instruction is to do it three times. Like, demand three times. And after three times, a being can't refuse the request right. to reveal themselves, right? Um, but like that's, those are the things that we do. It's like, if you have doubts, say, okay, what's really happening? Who are you? Who's, who is this? You know, call in your protectors, like call in the beings of light, your angels and so forth, right? So I have a question. Um, yes, Exactly. Cast those demons out. Remember that gospel song we were singing that one night? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pray them, mm-hmm. cast them, Satan back to hell or something. Yeah, yeah we're like, Satan, well, Satan, um, we're going um, <laughs> to pray your kingdom away, you know. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it's like we're going to like stump that kingdom. You're building your kingdom on earth and that's not going to, that's not going to happen on our watch. Yeah. I love our people for that, you know? Mm-hmm. And so back to this conversation of tying this into that the topic of appropriation. Yeah. So is it, the problem is, is that, you know, when we think about the traditional aspects of appropriation, the white mm-hmm. person goes and they take everything and they strip it down and they sell it. Mm-hmm. Um and they commodify it. And they commodify it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they take the roots out of it. Yeah. Next thing you know, it was it was invented in Berkeley or something. <laughs> you right. know, and you're like, wait, this is a 2,500 year. Mm-hmm. You know, this is very, you know. So I think it's like levels. But if you talk to people like that, they'll be like, I was called to do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll say that. They'll say, I, mm-hmm. I was told to bring this here. I've met a lot of white people in Peru mm-hmm. that were like. 
yeah, the, the medicine told me to lead all these white people and sing these songs like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, seriously. <laughs> I would always, that would stop me in my track, mm-hmm. though, right? I would be like, mm-hmm. and they would swear by that. Yeah. You know, I'm supposed to dress like this, mm-hmm. you know, wearing full Shapibo head to toe, you know, um, and this is how I honor it. Yeah. So it just, it's hard to under, it's hard to discern within the medicine world yeah, where no, we're no. all working. Ayahuasca belongs to no one, you know, yeah. obviously. Yeah. I mean, for mm-hmm. folks who don't understand, you just don't understand that yet until you worked with it. It's, you talk about streams, try 10 billion trillion in one mm-hmm. spirit. You know, they're, mm-hmm. you, you know, it appears in so many forms. It appears to Christians in Brazil yeah. <laughs> as Jesus. Mm-hmm. It appears mm-hmm. to Shipibos as a doctor yeah. spirit. It appears right. to us as, you know, maybe Harriet Tubman comes mm-hmm. and appears to me as that, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, I guess it's hard with these accusations, but we do know it when we see it, when it's been yeah. sold. And it's not being honored for the roots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, I guess, just wanted to like wrap that piece up because, yeah. you know, as the medicine expands, mm-hmm. because, you know, you and I, we're medicine people, you right. know, and it might look different than yeah. how a generation before right. did it because mm-hmm. of the streams, right? Mm-hmm. One, one moment we're, <laughs> one moment is this kind of song and then, mm-hmm. you know, the streams are coming mm-hmm. through. Yeah. And, can we honor mm-hmm. that magic that's happening mm-hmm. in people? I'm not the only one experiencing right. this kind of yeah. awakening around plants and leading and sharing the work and honoring it. And how do we do that with, I don't know what, I don't know what's needed to make it okay. Well, I think it's, I think community is a big part of this community feedback, community accountability. You know, it's not everything, but it's it's something, you know. And when I, when I say community feedback, I mean, like, is the community being benefited? Is the community being helped, healed, liberated? Um, and who is your community, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, who, who are you trying to liberate? And what are you trying to liberate people from? Right. right. You know, are you trying to liberate people? Are you trying to make people comfortable and happy and give them an experience? Because that's really never what these traditions are trying to do, you know, except for like mainstream contemporary mindfulness, right? It's really focused <laughs> on happiness and comfort and adjustment. But like when when you're centering liberation work, like then that liberation will take you beyond comfort and happiness into freedom which freedom may be happiness and comfort but like freedom is also the exhaustion the transcendence of binaries and dualities so like you're actually transcending comfort and discomfort as well as happiness and unhappiness into being and in that being you let go of these rehearsals of violence and harm that mm. comes from this deep fixation and attachment to identities, particularly identities that are only constructed out of violence and domination, like white supremacy, right, and patriarchy, and so forth, mm-hmm. right? If you're moving beyond these binaries into freedom, then it's authentic work. But if you just want people 
just to be really adjusted and comfortable and happy and feel good, then that, that's when I begin to question the work. And a lot of our peers and colleagues, not just in the Buddhist world, but like in the industrial, you know, spiritual self-help complex and field mm-hmm. are really just about catering to people and getting them to these places of comfort, you know, and happiness because that's where you can most, you know, I'll, I'll just say this, this is where you can most manipulate people in places of, of comfort, right? Particularly, right, because then they're like kind of hooked on it. They're hooked, they're hooked on, on it. it. Yeah, and they it's like a drug. You're the reason. Yeah, yeah. And you happy. allow that to continue, right? Yeah, you know, you and then you just take advantage of that. You know, well, you can like, sell them all your products and then all the yeah. classes, and then the next, you know, it's like that they become a commodity. They become yeah. a, they become a uh, like a sales exchange. Exactly. Right. And that's not and that's not that's not gonna do anything. That's not gonna get you out of samsara or what I call the carceral state. Right? It's not gonna spin us out of it, it's gonna spin us deeper into, you know, carcerality of right. this reality. Um and so, you know, when people come to me, I just say, you know, I'm not here about I'm not here to make you happy or comfortable. I want you, I want you to experience what is appropriate for you to get free. You and know, that could be rough and rough and <laughs> it could yeah. be rough and rugged or smooth and sweet, but you know, it's gonna and be it, something. Yeah. And if you commit to that kind of ethic, then you also you will be blamed. Yeah, like, because then people want their teddy bear back. They yeah, want to, yeah. to comfort them. Yeah. They just want the comfort. Yeah. 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 Like, and as you have to hold that, and there's a lot of skill and training that has to go into that. When you say that, like, I'm not stopping at comfort, I'm going towards freedom, and what happens, happens. Right. You got to also be willing. You have to, there's a fearlessness you have to possess, yeah. too, in that. Exactly. To, you know, that, like, yeah, if you're going to go there, I'm going to go there with you. Or some well, you, kind but, of, but you have to be there, though. Yeah, you have to be there. You know, just like Harriet, like, you know, when, when she came and, and gathered people up to make the journey, she was like, you're not turning back. I don't care how hard I'm going to, you will die on this yeah. journey before you go back. Right. Either I'll take you out or you're just going to like die from the journey. Right? It's so interesting too, that she was so fierce because yeah. I'm sure when the people got there, they were happy that they weren't. Yeah. But I, I wonder if you always want to turn around. Yeah. I guess it just brings up the question, how centered on liberation are we? How many of us are in for this real? And I think we keep coming back to that, Ron. Like, what was your name? and what is, yeah, what is going to be the vehicle for that? Like, you know, we're talking about this with our podcast. Like, let's, you know, we're talking about these vehicles. This is one really big topic today. Like, free yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, like, from this identity. This single stream focus is an awaken out of that, that we're channels. Um, But this, for some people, it's it's hard for them to see themselves as anything other than their driver's license. Mm, Right. Or or who people say they are. Yeah. You know, who culture or what culture and society says you are. That's what you are. Right. You know, and yeah, in this this journey towards freedom, it's it's rigorous. 
Yeah, okay. it's like you got you gotta put this like you need everything in this game. Like there's mm-hmm. nothing left. If you're doing it right, you're shredded, you know? Mm-hmm. And the I, more yeah. yeah, the more you get like that, just mm-hmm. just the where you say something, there's a woman who reached out to me who was on one of my retreats. This is someone you know from her who has a center as a Tibetan mama. Uh-huh. And um, she just came back from three months in Peru and sat in my mm-hmm. retreat and did three mm-hmm. months with um, this Vito mm-hmm. and this our community mm-hmm. in South America. Mm-hmm. And, and she's just like, there's just no ground. There's just nothing. Mm-hmm. And I know it's all, you know it's like Humpty Dumpty is all shattered, but Humpty Dumpty does come back together. I was like telling her that, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it, it is, but it won't yeah. be with that same prison. Yeah, you know, and I, yeah. I just, I just wouldn't be here without all these traditions, particularly Buddhism and Dharma. But yes. everything else that that I've awakened to, and more recently, of course, medicine, ayahuasca, plant medicine culture, like I, I have, you know, you've seen me in many ceremonies where I've just been like, "What the fuck is this? Like, what? Like, I'm just in <laughs> agony. Like, I just like, I'm just like pissed. I'm enraged, you know, and." And I'm just like, why the fuck did I choose to do this? Why am I, you know, like you just go through it. Like, and I let myself do that, but I don't give up. Like I let no. myself vent that frustration. Like I will complain, you yes, know, complain. I don't complain. You have to complain, but like, I know where I'm going. And that's the kind of resilience and determination that we have to embody. It's like, yeah, this is fucking rough. Yeah, we have to suck it up. That is hairy when it's suck it up. You go on or die. You know, I know it's hard, but keep on walking. And that's so hard. That's so hard. You know, to that's the hard that's the hardest teaching for me to give people is that like it's 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 gonna suck. It already does suck a lot of the time. It sucks if you're in slavery. It sucks when you're yeah. out of slavery. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like there is something about yeah. the nature of it. It sucks being in bondage yeah. in any form. It That's sucks. Right. You know, yeah. it's not yeah. that comfort- comfortable, mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why people often become violent so quickly when you take their teddy bear away, you know? Well... I just think this conversation, you know, we started out talking about appropriation, but then it's so much bigger though, yeah. you know, it's about this. this and I, I, I think you, I'm just so happy that you brought this topic up today because, mm-hmm. you know, there's shame for me sometimes in being like a Ramana Maharshi devotee mm-hmm. and into black liberation theology and Buddhist and uh, Shipibo. I, I feel like I have to choose or I hide. Yeah. Oh well, this people might not understand this, right? But there's so much love and devotion there, and I just wonder, um, you know, as we all free ourselves from our own boxes, you know, we're breaking out, and we we just yeah. become more naturally yeah. not even ourselves because it's not ourselves; mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just energy. Yeah expressions of energy and wisdom and magic and freedom and we've got to break out of this box that our people are in i feel like 
black people are so powerful. Brown people are so magical. Yeah. And if we keep allowing yeah. ourselves to be limited, we keep putting constraints on sexuality or gender expression or, you know, whatever, wherever we need to do to, to express these streams, feminine, masculine, um, I just, I I feel like we're getting it. We can get this in a way, you know? Mm -hmm. And I don't even know if I'm fully explaining what I'm saying, but I feel what you're saying in my body. Mm -hmm. And that's taking it out of the conceptual. I'm trying to put conceptual words or define Mm -hmm. words to a feeling of just like, yes, like, um, open the streams. Open the yeah. gates, open the waters, open the channels, you know, because yeah. this is what Spirit Underground is really about, right? The spirit yeah. world yeah. and us connecting to all of these ancestors are not gone. Mm-hmm. Rumi's not gone. <laughs> right. That's developing the courage to open to what's being revealed to us about who we really are, right? And letting yeah. go of this deep fixation on who we thought we were, how we're being defined. The program. You know, mm-hmm. The program is, you know, the mm-hmm. matrix. You the know, matrix has a program. a program in it. Yeah, yeah. And it wants you to follow it. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting, too, how I get calls from people, mm-hmm. meetings with people all the time who want to talk to me about the spirit world. And they're just yeah. so filled with worry. They're like whispering. And I felt this. Is this okay? <laughs> I'm like, yes, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. even like to speak it out loud creates a kind of. I just want everyone to let go of that. We are in a multi-dimensional universe, and we are mm-hmm. multi-dimensional beings. And you know, in the book with Harriet, Harriet's like, I've lived. I don't even know when all this started. It was so long ago, thousands, mm-hmm. thousands, thousands of lives. Yeah. And I can appear as Moses, or I can appear yeah. as this. You know, and this is what we're talking about is like, mm-hmm. we, you're, you came in your form because that's the medicine that's needed now right. for you to express these energies. Exactly. Exactly. And other people too. If we could just mm-hmm. be fearless enough to just let the light out. Right. <laughs> like Amanda Gorman's poem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just to be it, to see it. Yeah. Um, well, okay, Lama Ra, this is a really good conversation. Do you have anything else you want to say on this topic? No, no. I just, you know, just to say that, like, we're always in formation. Like, this is just a, a conversation that, like, it's just always going to be going on, you know, particularly with me, right, for the rest of yes. my life. Yeah. And particularly with other people who are opening mm-hmm. up their channels, opening mm-hmm. up to deeper levels of who they are um, and new practices and new ways of thinking that are based on centering liberation, that are based mm-hmm. on freedom, freeing the mind. You know, that's the battleground. Harriet always says the, the, the next civil war is all mental. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay, everybody. Well, thank you. Thank you, Rob, for another incredible episode from the Spirit Underground and these beautiful conversations on liberation. 
And uh, I give thanks to you and all your streams. I give thanks to our ancestors always channeling. <laughs> um, and may this recording be a benefit to all beings everywhere. Absolutely. <laughs>